With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 41 of Below the Belt, you will notice that we are minus one stiff idiot today. Yeah, it's disgraceful, mate, disgraceful. (laughs) Commitment issues, man. Yeah, yeah, it's outrageous, it's outrageous, really. Um, yeah, our illustrious host Alex isn't with us today, um, but it, it's myself, Cal, and T uh, here catching up with everything that's been going on. Uh, new Boxing Monthly's out today, T. I didn't even know that. That the, what's in front of you right now is the new look, new look Boxing Monthly. I thought last month was as well. Back yeah, here, yeah, and last month's is as well. Um, it's quite sexy, isn't it? It looks really good, yeah. Yeah, that looks a good, nice new font, a nice new layout. Now it looks really good, sexy. So that's the new one that's out today. It's got Mikey Garcia on the cover. So go out and get that. Um, so we're just coming off the weekend where Keith Furman decisioned Jose Zito Lopez in his first fight in two years. Yeah. Um, we both saw that. What did you think of Furman's performance, T? Uh, he looked vulnerable. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I mean, he was expected to win and he did. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting to see that vulnerability. Um, but it probably makes it better for him in a sense. Because if he blasts him out, maybe people won't want to fight him. But the fact that he see weaknesses, they're all going to be queuing up. So... Maybe some reverse psychology shit that he was doing there. Yeah, it had been a f- it had like I said, it had been his first fight in two years. So you're gonna have a little bit of rust. Yeah, he wasn't gonna look great. Um, I sat there and I, I watched it, and yeah, like you said, he looked vulnerable. Got buzzed in the round seven, I think it was. He got yeah. he got buzzed by Jose Zito Lopez. He wasn't a massive puncher, but solid enough where he broke Victor Ortiz's jaw uh, all those years ago. Um, what what popped into my head was he reminds me of James DeGale. Oh, yeah, because he so. goes life and death with everybody. Yeah, that's what that's the thought that popped into my head as I was watching. It was like you go life and death with absolutely everyone. He went life and death with Louis Colazzo. He got hurt to the body really badly. I remember that now. That yeah. means a bell. Yeah. He got hurt. To, he'd been hurt to the body a few times. 
And obviously the Porter fight was a bit of a war. The Garcia fight was pretty close. Yeah. He, he's really good in the sense that he just stays ahead. He always just stays ahead in the fight. Yeah. And will find a way to win. It's really good. He's got this kind of like Michael Schumacher way of getting in front and staying in front. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, he reminds me, it, it was James the Gale. That was the thing that popped in my head. He just goes, it doesn't matter who it is. And you always say about fighters that box to their opponent's level. Yeah, Do you yeah. think perhaps it was a bit of that? Yeah, I think it doesn't bode well for longevity when, when fighters bottle that as well. Um, you know, I mean, he's, well, he's 30 now. Yeah. And you've got, um, I think Spence is probably the, is the youngest of the, of the what, the quartet, I suppose, yeah, yeah. of the top boys at welterweight. Yeah, Crawford's 31. Yeah, and Pacquiao's about 100, so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah those are your top four, aren't they? Yeah, they're the big four. Yeah, so, no, I think... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, there was mitigating circumstances. He came off two years. He could have fought sooner, but I think he just he really wanted to be ready. Mm. I think he sees what the division is now. That Crawford has moved up to one four seven as well, so he wanted to be be extra ready. But from the fight itself, it's, it's difficult to say really. I mean, he he called out Pacquiao fairly early on, and um, I mean that'd be a great fight. I mean, I don't think there's an out and out favourite. Mm-mm. Thurman would be the favourite based on freshness mm-hmm. but you just can't really rule out Pacquiao can you nah he's, you can see Pacquiao you know he's still got it he's still good enough to beat most fighters at, at welterweight perhaps not Spence and perhaps not Crawford but anyone else you'd probably fancy Pacquiao to give them at least a really good fight um, yeah Thurman kind of called it like this is my get back year like this is just to get back I'm not looking at fighting Spence this year or Crawford or whoever this year I'm just looking to get back um, but the fact that he's called out Pacquiao makes me think that perhaps he fancies that fight now. Well, it's a cash. It's, it's probably the biggest cash cash yeah. grab, isn't it? Um, Pacquiao's not going to fight Crawford. He won't fight Spence. So it's probably the next next best thing, I suppose. Yeah, and Pacquiao obviously might as well, um, jump onto that. Pacquiao's just coming off beating Adrian Broner. Yeah. Um, and by all accounts, did really good pay-per-view numbers. I think he did about 400,000 or something, which is pretty good. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, There's all these think pieces about how terrible Burner is for boxing, but it's the same in any sport. If you're going to make money off someone, they're always going to be around, aren't they? Yeah. Um, not really been, in, been interested inside the ring for a number of years. I think the defeat against Maidana kind of got brought away a lot of the mystique. Um as you've said in the podcast a amount of times, he's fighting probably about a weight division too high. Yeah. Maybe two divisions too high, in fact. Yeah. And um, I don't know if he's going to get all that money. What's the point of him making an effort? Maybe this Pacquiao fight was a tipping point for many people and that they're not going to give him another chance. But, you know, I've been for argument's sake, if um, if there's no one else out there for Thurman, maybe he'll fight Broner because what else yeah. is there? Yeah. Maybe I don't see... A rematch of Porter really, you know, getting the juices flowing as such, but yeah, Porter's got Porter's got to have back-to-back um, mandatories, so he's having his mandatory quite soon. Um, that's in March, I think, and then um, he's also he's got to have two mandatories. So his second mandatory is Andre Berto, so he has to have back-to-back mandatories. Okay. So he's not going to fight anyone decent for ages, Porter. Like he's getting his mandatories out of the way, and then I think Furman would probably be next in line. Um, I think more likely for Furman, if not Pacquiao, perhaps a rematch with Danny Garcia, but probably more towards the back end of the year. Yeah, I mean a lot of it's just bubbling under. I mean, I forgot I forgot Danny Garcia even existed till I looked at the top ten. Um, you know, and he's a great fighter as well, and it's just almost been dismissed. And he had what one defeat and yeah, it's well, two Porter and Furman. Oh fuck yeah, lost to Porter as well. Yeah, so, I know, yeah. 
Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah. That was a close fight, though. That was a close fight. It was, it was. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he had, a lot of, he had a lot of luck with the judges for a long time in his career, Danny Garcia. Yeah, and I guess now we've seen the other end of it. Yeah, it's Ugas that it's his mandatory, that's uh, Sean Porter's mandatory that's coming up. Um, he's uh, he's number eight with Ring Magazine, so he's quite he's quite well-ranked, quite well thought of. So it's that would be an in- interesting fight, I think, for... But, yeah, I think for Pacquiao, obviously all the talk after Pacquiao was... <laughs> was the Mayweather rematch? For God's sake, gun to your head. Do you think it happens? Yes, because it makes it's just money. It's, it's that's what it is in boxing. It's it's just a money thing, really. Um, when there's that much money on the table, then then it's going to happen. But it's just not interesting at all. I don't think any any hardcore boxing fan wants to see it. Um, I think the casual could probably make it sell somehow, but um. I don't know. I think maybe there's at a point now where he's just too old now. I mean, yeah, it doesn't. A win doesn't do anything for Pacquiao now. No, because Floyd's forty-two. He's boxed. He's boxed Conor McGregor. Yeah. in three years, three over three years, and the and the other fella. Yeah, the, but that's, I'm kind of discounting that. Yeah, a lot of people would discount McGregor as well. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of not including that because he wasn't in shape. He didn't, you know, he got the knockout, and I've watched it 27 times, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was a joke really. And it's just like, yeah, win a win over Mayweather at this point does nothing for Pacquiao. It does nothing because Floyd's 42 years old. He's yeah. barely boxed. Yeah, he could come out and he could get in shape, but he's 42. Um, so. Yeah, I don't see the point in it really, but yeah, like you, I think it's going to happen. You know, they keep turning up at the same basketball games yeah. all the time, and they, you know, uh, Leonard Ellaby's kind of like flat out denied it. He's like said, nope, not happening. He's retired. That's it. But Mayweather's been silent, completely silent on the matter, which probably says it all. Really, he's probably gauging the interest, and if he thinks he can make a hundred million, he'll go for it, won't he? Yeah, I think you know. Um, obviously, we just talked about Thurman. Um, if there's a belt. On the line for Pacquiao, I think maybe he'll swerve Mayweather and and go for the belt. I mean, logically, that's probably what you should do. But I don't see what he gains from fighting Mayweather. I didn't think he would have beaten him in 2010. I didn't think he'd beat him in Leslie Fort in, was it 2015? Yep. And I don't think, I don't, I'm unsure if he even beats him now. Yeah. But Mayweather's, you know, he's had tough sparring, man. I mean, we don't, maybe not in the ring, he's had it easy. But the spar, all that sparring takes his, takes his toll on you and... And they spar hard in the Mayweather gym. They do yeah. those 30-minute rounds with 30 seconds rest and all that ridiculous stuff that they that they do in the gym. You know, it's it sounds great for people watching it on 24-7 or yeah. All Access and all that stuff. But like you said, it's a lot of hard miles, you yeah. know. And Carl Frampton, you know, he's really started to taper down the sparring now. doesn't do as much sparring because it just puts so much wear and tear on the body now. I just don't see your point. I mean, I'd, I'd, if he was to fight Pacquiao, I don't think he'd be doing that now. No. I mean, if he did, then, you know, it'd be, be, be rather to see what it'd be like in 10, 15 years' time. Yeah. You know, just taking all that, taking all that punishment. Well, he said when he retired after the, well, it was one of, <clears> one, what was his second retirement, after the Berto fight, second yeah. or third retirement, I think it was his third retirement, um, after the Berto fight, that he looks at his Uncle Roger. His Uncle Roger's really not well now. Yeah. Uh, and he says, you know, that's what made me want to stop because Uncle Roger's really not well and I don't want to end up like that. But it's all rubbish it's all just nonsense and yeah like you I think it will happen if it doesn't happen who should Pacquiao fight next do you think Thurman next is a problem though I don't think Thurman would be his next fight yeah Um, in terms of in the fantasy world it should be the next fight 
But I've had, I'd imagine they'll fight someone. They'll probably have an interim fight and then fight each other. Um, who should be next to Pacquiao? God, I mean, if Khan wasn't already tied up with Crawford, I'd have said Khan. It's a good one, yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what, maybe, when you talk about Mayweather, it made me think of him watching this documentary on Netflix. My brother's watching it and I kind of watched it with him. Okay. Hip-Hop Evolution. And oh, talks about that, um, yeah. talks about the ghetto boys. Oh, yeah. And one of the ghetto boys is Willie D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he used to box. Oh, okay. So he said, uh, so he gave up boxing to rap. So he said, you know, I get lots of girls from rapping up on boxing, but after that rap, I don't get the headaches. <laughs> that made me think of, you know, maybe we're doing all these like long sparring sets. Yeah. I thought, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's probably going to be more common in the future. People are saying, well, you know, maybe, I mean, even the concussion thing in the NFL, people are going to be like shying away from, from boxing, but. Yeah. I don't know, but. Yeah, I think I think the Pacquiao. There's still a lot of interest in him, you yeah. know. I mean, people still call his name. No one really calls out Mayweather. The only person who nah. calls out Mayweather is Pacquiao for obvious yeah. reasons. But Spence Crawford, um, yeah. I mean, even when I mean, Canelo, people prodded him to say something. But yeah. other than that, no one's calling out Mayweather. So nah, I don't know. I mean, how many fights do you think Pacquiao's got left in him? <sighs> he looks fine. He, you know, he looks fine. His his legs are slower. His hand speed's still there, but his legs his legs are definitely slower. I think another eighteen months. I think he's got another eighteen months in maybe three fights. Maybe three fights. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I think that about another three fights. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think you have another fight, and then he'll probably fight firm in the back end of the year if he yeah. doesn't fight Mayweather. Uh, obviously, the Cinco de Mayo date's gone now because Canelo's fighting Jacobs. So, yeah. but. Yeah, so maybe if a Pacquiao can't have that, maybe they'll go for September. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Furman, who Pacquiao fight next? Yeah, I think it'll be someone just below that level. Just someone, maybe Danny Garcia, maybe. Maybe Danny It's a Garcia. possibility. Yeah, maybe because he needs to get back now. He needs to get back. I think Garcia, well, he feels a bit shafted. So yeah, I think you'll want to. Yeah, maybe Danny Garcia and then Furman, you know, because Danny Garcia's coming back, Come, you know, he's had two losses now. So maybe the Pacquiao fight would be good timing for both of them. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So two good welterweight fights. Um, just move on now to uh, I didn't um, Andrade. I've I've not watched yeah. the last one. So it was on a Friday night. It was on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah, it was on a Friday weird. night, and it wasn't very well advertised. I don't think. No, it wasn't. The, it was it was on Sky at like the early hours and on design. It wasn't really very well advertised. This Andrade fight. No. Um, I didn't realize it was on on the Friday. It was I thought it was on on the Saturday. Yeah. Um, but he beat um, Arta Akovov uh, late stoppage. Uh, quite controversial uh, by all accounts. But the main headline to come out of it is that the WBO have now ordered. Billy Joe Saunders as his mandatory. Frank Warren again, eh? Yeah. And the WBO in his pocket. Yeah. Some people it some people refer to it as the Warren Boxing Organization. It, it, well, I mean that that says it all really that that after failing a drugs test that he's getting another title shot. But you know, it is what it is. Um the fight will most likely it's probably the biggest fight that's that's available for Andrade in yeah. terms of what he can, what can happen because Canelo and Jacobs. Jacobs are fighting each other. Um, don't know what Golovkin's doing, and I don't think Golovkin's going to fight Andrade in the immediate future. So that's that's probably the biggest fight available. Um, it's difficult to say who wins, but it'll be an absolute snooze fest. Tell you yeah, that much, because yeah. I don't see either of them getting knocked out. No, it'll just be a chess match. Andrade's looked okay since since he's moved to the zone and since yeah. he won the title. He's looked okay, but he's not blown anyone away really. No. Um, Billy Joe Saunders, you don't know what Billy Joe Saunders has got left. You know, he had an eight-rounder with Charles Adamu on the uh, Warrington Prampton undercard the yeah. other week. You don't know what's left for Billy Joe Saunders. Um, and I didn't actually see him coming back to midway. I kind of thought he might move up. I thought yeah. he might fight Eubank Jr. 
you know, maybe a rematch of him. But this this whole thing about them making him the mandatory tells me that Frank Warren's threatened to sue and that they thought, do you know what? You just have your mandatory, you have your rematch and or you have your fight and that, that clears it all up kind of thing. Um, Andrade's opened as the bookie's favourite I saw earlier today Okay. Uh, whereas last time Billy Joe Saunders was the bookie's favourite so obviously a close fight and like you said it would be a bit of a snooze fest not something I'm looking forward to to be honest I'd probably watch it just out of intrigue yeah. but I wouldn't watch it out, out of any any real excitement no. I've always had a soft spot for Andrade since he put away Brian Rose um, I think I saw him beat Kaka Willie Nelson another late knockout as yes, well yes yes. but I keep missing the fights since I missed the fight where he won the title I can't pronounce the guy's name and the last fight I've not seen it either, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting from a, from a UK point of view as well. I mean, what channel would it be on? Would it be on Sky? Well, Andre's a champion, so I guess it probably yeah, would be on, on. Probably would be on Sky. Probably would be on Sky because it's on the zone in the US. And I, but I think the international ones they go to like auction. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. it'd be between BT Sports and Sky, and they'd have to bid for it, kind of thing. So it's one of those. Um, so yeah, that'd be good. I, you know, it'd be interesting to to see that really. And on the undercard, um, Jorge Linares got. And I, I was hoping Alex was going to be here so he could yeah. celebrate it, really. Uh, <laughs> that Jorge Linares got knocked out in a round. I did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah no, pa- like Pablo Cizacano has been around for like forever. He like beat Ashley Fiafane, he yeah. fought pa- Paulie Malinagi, he fought Eric Morales. Like he's been around forever yeah. at that like junior world title, welterweight kind of level. Like, and then I saw that he was fighting Linares and I thought, oh, Linares, he'll wash him, he'll probably stop him late or he'll bow point him. Yeah. He sparks him in a round. It's just mental. I Temple saw, shot by all accounts. I saw um, Theo Fane post on Facebook saying, you know what, people underrate um, Carno, but he can punch, he can really bang. And, you know, mm. I said from since the fight was made, he's got a good chance with Linares. I just didn't see that coming. Um, I don't know what that means for Linares. I don't know if he tries to get an immediate rematch or just packs it in. Yeah. Um, the fact he got back to the top level is, um, you know, in itself an achievement. So, you know, he got to fight... Lomachenko had big cards over here against um, Krola yep. and Mitchell. So yep. I don't know what else there was left for him. I think Linares has been on the turn since probably the second qualifier. He, he looked really good in the second qualifier. But then after that, he didn't look very good at all. Against, he fought Luke Campbell, yeah. He fought Luke Campbell uh, and he fought another guy. begins with G, forgotten his name for now. Um, but he didn't look great in that fight either. Um and he's just looked on the turn. And so the Lomachenko fight, and I said it at the time, it was brilliant timing by Matram and by Top Rank and by Lomachenko to get that fight then because Linares was on the way. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Pablo Cesar kind of looks like he's finished him. But Linares has said that he's going to move back down to lightweight. Because that makes sense because I think with WBSS, yeah. I don't see many good fights from available at 140, no, really. No, you'd pick... You know, Regis Progre, you'd pick Josh Taylor, yeah. you'd pick uh, a lot of people to beat him at 140. Yeah, I think if he can make lightweight, get back down to lightweight and see what he can do there, maybe fight a Ray Beltran or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that was that was, that was was a shock. That was one of the bigger shocks of the year. Uh, it's, one of those, it's one of those ones where you just don't bother watching because you just know this is yeah. going to be a 12-round points decision full of Narvez. But then I saw... On Twitter, like, oh, he got knocked out in a round. I'm going to go see this. And it's just like, oh, this is painful to watch. But it's one of those things you get caught in the temple shot. And that's it. Unless you've got a skull of steel like Hagler or Carl Foch. Yeah. It'll finish you. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was just one of those. It was just uh, just one of those uh, kind of temple shots. And he just couldn't recover from it. Someone of Kano's size, just so big, 
you know a natural natural welterweight really and he's kind of just just too big for Linares in the end um Crawford and Khan has been announced they've been yeah. doing the rounds I don't know I don't know how I feel about that fight because um it just looks like a bit of a cash grab for for Crawford but yeah. as you've said the top rank cold war with all the other guys makes it difficult for him to really fight anyone else but I feel Crawford I've championed him as being number one pound for pound but he's not had a he's not had a 50-50 fight in a long time now mm. and I think if you're, the, if you're at the top end of the pound for pound, you've got to have a few fights where you're not the overwhelming favourite. I mean, he he united, he unified the 140 division yep. and beating Ndongo, stopping him to the body, great stoppage. Smashed um, Postol up as well, which no one's done yep. before or since. So that puts him up in the pound for pound rankings. But I think fighting Khan does nothing for, for him, really. Um, Amir Khan, once again, daring to be great. Yeah, a lot of people were saying that sentence with Amir Khan. He's daring to be <clears throat> he's daring to be great with Crawford. Uh, I just think it's. I just think it's. He'd rather lose to Crawford than lose to Brook. Yes. You know. I don't think he really believes he's going to beat Terence Crawford. No. I don't think he really believes he'd beat Kel Brook. But he thinks I'd rather lose to Terence Crawford. I think he's got a, a USA fetish as well. I think he likes boxing in America fetish. Lol. Uh, <laughs> 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 We're gonna get onto that, um, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think he's got a thing about boxing in America, and you know, he likes the bright lights and all of that, and yeah, I think he'd just rather just lose to Crawford than than lose to you know lose to Brook. It's just vanity though. It's just yeah. like a vanity fight, you know, because he'll retire and say, "Well, oh, I, boxed, I, I yeah. boxed this guy, and I boxed that guy," and it's like, "Well, yeah, but he got smashed to bits." You know, I mean, I'm not suggesting that he fights, you know, bin men, but at least. Um, I don't know. I mean, the whole point of him going to Matchroom was to fight Carl Brook, and he wind up getting the Crawford fight. It's difficult to turn down, but I don't give. I don't care much about Khan. It's more about Crawford. I'm thinking you're, yep. just, you're just marking time with these fights now. Yeah. You can't, you can't call out Spence and Thurman, and then fight, um, and then fight Khan. And I can't remember who he fought last. Was it? He, he's fought since a Horn he fought, fight, hasn't he? Fought Terence. Uh, fought Horn. He fought um, bollocks. What's his name? Um, Oh, was it? No, it was Ramirez, was it? Uh, I can't remember. Um, I can't matter. remember. Um, yeah, I think it was Jose Ramirez or something. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's that guy, the guy. The last guy he did fight was a natural 140 fighter and had really bad knees and he probably shouldn't have been in the ring with, with Crawford, really. Um, but yeah, I agree with you when it comes to, to Terence Crawford. Amir Khan at this point is a fringe contender. He's not even really a contender. Uh, he's uh, Benavides. Benavides. That was it. Thank you, Jose Benavides. That was it. Um, yeah, you know, and he's a he's not a contender. He wouldn't be a favorite against Porter or against Danny Garcia or against any of the top contenders. He's a lower level contender at this point, Khan. And so Crawford. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Before this, he was supposed to be fighting Louis Colazzo, who Khan smashed a bit years ago. Yeah, uh, and Khan and Furman stopped him as well. What is he doing? What is from what is Crawford doing? But he's for me, he's making exactly the same mistake as what Pacquiao did. Yeah, signed his life away to Bob Arum, and is fighting basically people that aren't with PBC. Yeah, this is exactly what Pacquiao did years ago. He was fighting all the oh, Josh Clotties and Antonio Margarito and uh, weight drained Cotto and just fighting all these people that really when he could be gonna could have fought Mayweather or whoever. Yeah. It's just. 
Yeah, Crawford's wasting his time. You know, Bob Arum is like saying that, you know, complete straight face. He doesn't need to fight um, Spence. He doesn't need to fight Thurman. He doesn't need to fight this person. Up and like, well, well, yes, he does. I mean, you know, it's a fight that people want to see. Um, it's difficult to get a lot of interest in the Khan fight from my point of view. I just don't, you know, I watch it. Yeah. But I just don't see what I'm going to really gain out of really watching it. I mean, he should beat Khan. Hopefully, it's over quick. Yeah. Because um, I think that's why you watch it because you know there's going to be fireworks. Well, Khan, you know, like Khan will do okay because he's got great hand speed, yeah. but you know he's going to get knocked out. A Khan fight is never boring to watch. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, you know he's, he's, he's easy on the eye, and he's and he's just so vulnerable that he just you always watch his fights to see what's going to happen next. But I just don't see the point. Crawford's really got to do better in his next fight than that. Um, I don't know if he's going to have to either break rank. And just say, you know what, I'm going to fight this person. And if you don't let me fight, then I'm going to leave or break his contract. Or maybe do it. Maybe they didn't buy the contract out. Yeah. But he's got to do something because there's so many lucrative fighters at 147. And he's got to start fighting the best at some point. Yeah, he really, really does. You know, I don't... We've got our very own Anthony Yard, who's you know <laughs> been much talked about in this pod. And at some point, I mean, it's not so much Crawford's got to step up. Yeah. But he's got to fight. He has to fight Spence. Yeah, Spence. So that's the defining fight, isn't it? If you know Spence is fighting Mikey Garcia, which is a bit yeah, but oh, you know, I'm so annoyed about that fight. I know, yeah, I know Alex loves already. it, but fucking hell, yeah. man. Mikey Garcia is a great fighter, but he's too small. Um, but you know, after that fight, you'd expect Spence to win, and then after that fight, you know, you, Spence is the number one in the in the division. Yeah. Um, you would say, and then you know, yeah, the, the two defining fights for for Crawford are Furman and Spence. Yeah. Um, and neither of them are with Bob Arum, and neither of them are going to be easy to make. The thing is, with Crawford, he's just re-signed with top ranks. So he's not yeah. he's not leaving there anytime soon. Oh, it's, just... oh, it's 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 a, it's a crazy fight, but it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be fireworks while it lasts, I guess. Um, <laughs> I've just looked at the running order, and I've seen <laughs> Lennox Lewis, the new, the Photoshop god. Oh, dearie me! <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So, if you've not seen it, um, and that's Lewis um, posted a picture of Eddie Hearn, but photoshopped into um, Don King's face. So it's a got... nice bit of photoshopping. It was, yeah. So he's got the Don King's hair, the cigar, but Hearn's face on it. Yeah. And oh, dear, it's just, I don't know, Lewis has given his honest opinion. Once again, um, as fans, we can only say what we see. We don't know yeah. what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, Anthony Joshua, is he low-balling these guys? I don't know. But you've got three people who want to fight him um two of them are fighting each other yeah the other one dillian white and none of those fights are likely to happen that's going to fight Joel miller so whose side do you take yeah now, they can't all be ducking him yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah and i think i don't even think lennox lewis said anything that bad no. i think it was just something around the lines of, along the lines of you know he should give him 60 40 you know he needs to bend a little bit just something like that yeah i don't think it was anything mental and Eddie Hearn's come at him, come back at him and said, I've never heard such bollocks in my life, can't believe the geezer and all of this. And it was like, whoa. Like, I think he's under a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, he's a he's a poster boy for, for Matchroom. He's, you know, he's a main guy there and you can't get him the fights he wants. You know, he's a massive, he said it in the last part of the pod before that, massive dick waving move getting Wembley Stadium for two, two nights. Yeah. And, you fought Povetkin and probably White. Yeah. And even that White fight might not happen now. So, yeah. Although today I saw that it probably is happening now. Yeah. 
So it's between him and Miller, isn't it? White and Miller. And I don't know. I'm not too bothered about either of them. I'm not that excited about it. The only reason I'd want him to see Miller is that just one it's shot. Him, one shot him up and two fight in America. Yeah, yeah. Which would be nice. I don't see what him fighting White does for anything. But again, it finishes the myth of White. Yeah. I've, I've long said that I don't think White's that good. Um, yeah. However, I think White's done well to yeah. rebuild himself, rebuild his career after the defeat against um, AJ. He's got his own fan base and, you know, I don't think he's a pay-per-view star, but he's had two, two pay-per-view fights which have sold relatively well. Yeah. So, so fair play to him. I don't uh, know what he does if he doesn't fight AJ. Maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know, Ortiz... Possibly, but he's not seen keen to take that fight in the past, has he? No, uh, White. And it's, it's the weird. thing was, after the White Chisora two, um, Joshua said, "If I don't fight Fury or Wilder, I'll fight you." Yeah, exactly. You know, he's pretty much promised it to White. Well, he paid himself into a corner. Yeah, he's put himself into a corner. Even White wasn't happy about that, but that actually seemed a reasonable kind yeah. of position to take. Like, all right, well, let me try and unify. But if not, you know, you're next in line. Yeah, and I think that's fair. But if he then goes and Fights Miller, who's done nothing really. Apart from being loud. After being loud, and you know, he beat a 47 year old Thomas Adamek. It was like, really? Like, why would you fight Miller? But I get it, he should box in America at some point, really. Yeah. That's the thing, you know, that's why Lennox Lewis gets to say what he says because he did everything. You know, he boxed in South Africa and Vegas and everywhere. So he yeah. can say whatever the fuck he likes, Mr. Hearn, I'm afraid. He can say anything. No, exactly. Because he's Lennox Lewis. Um, that really fucked me off that Eddie Hearn was, was talking about him like that. Because I was no, I'm sorry, it's Lennox Lewis. He can say what the fuck he no, likes. No, just, I just think he's under a lot of pressure. Yeah, because... and with DAZN as well. Yeah. And DAZN's not doing great, Bold. No, he's not. I mean, what the Hearn, what the White v. Chisora card is on the same time as the Frampton Warrington, Warrington card, and yeah. how what did the did the matchroom card do? No idea. No, it's been really, really quiet. I haven't yeah. heard anything about either card to be honest. So, um, all I have heard is that DAZN's numbers are really bad. Oh God, really bad. Like, yeah, I saw this wrestling writer who's been wrestling writer forever and ever. He he wrote an article saying that the DAZN numbers are terrible, even for the Canelo fight. They were really bad. Maybe there, I did hear something as well that uh, free free trials weren't taken into account when they did the numbers. Yeah, they're only talking about paid subscriptions, but apparently they're really bad. But that you can, yeah, like you said, he's under a lot of pressure. He's not just having to satisfy Adam Smith now. It's also these people from the zone that have put in hundreds of millions of pounds. I think the Wilder v Fury fight was such a curveball. Yeah, you know the fact that it happened at all. Yeah, the fact it did as well as it did. And Fury's just reinvented himself as, you know, someone that people love again. Yeah. And the division doesn't revolve around AJ anymore. Yeah. That, I think you're exactly right. Exactly and right. I don't know how... Difficult to say how AJ turns it around without smashing the pair of them. Yeah. I think, I think he just has to fight. I think White is probably the best solution right now. Just because, like you said, he's done pay-per-view over here. Yeah. He's got a fan base. He's probably earned the right to have a rematch just yeah. by beating everybody else other than probably Louis Ortiz and yeah. you know, Fury and Wilder. But he's beaten all the other kind of contenders around him. And so you kind of see, just get White out of the way. Then get Miller out of the way. You know, if you know Wilder and Fury, you know, while they have their fight, get yeah. Miller out of the way. And then start next year... Go for Wild at the Wilder Fury winner, really. Yeah, so he's done now. I think I think they'll I've seen June for Wilder v Fury possibly. Yeah, I think so, it's getting announced really soon, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know, if you beat White in April, fight Miller in maybe August. Yeah. And then maybe 
first quarter of 2020 fight Wilder or Fury. Yeah, if it's Fury, Wembley Stadium. If it's Wilder, Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's difficult to say I've been to that rematch now because... Mm. <laughs> because I don't know you mean would Wilder let Fury off the leash leads like that would Fury do even better and make him look even more stupid yeah because Fury there was talking that Fury wanted a rest yeah that he wanted a break that he wanted a tune up which was quite interesting um, but obviously the money talks and yeah. you know you know, if you want the rematch you've got to take the rematch you can't say oh, I want the rematch but I want to fight I can first That. I don't know, I don't, that doesn't really go for me, really. If you want the rematch, have the rematch. You have no right to it, although WBC have ordered it now. Yeah. So he has to, he had to take it, really. He had to take it. He'll get paid plenty of money. I think it's going to be in New York. Um, blow the belt, road trip. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a bad thing, actually. They won't sell out, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and probably Barclays Centre. They never sell out their Barclays Centre, the PBC fights. Uh, and they're not priced terribly, either. Um, but... But yeah, no, it'd be great to have that rematch, get it done, get it, you know, and then we see 2020, what happens next. Yeah, and just... Wilder can hurt Fury. Well, yeah, it just shows it can hurt anyone. Um, yeah. You know, we were going on about the the long count, but I think Fury had his faculties about him and he would have got up if the count was quicker. Yeah. It's not, not just UK bias, I'm not... A lot of people, a lot of wrestlers just stopped that as soon as his head hit the floor. Yeah, that's what they were saying, but... A lot of refs would have stopped that. I don't know. It was the right thing. Yeah, Jack. What Jack Reese did was the right thing. He's the best referee in the world. He did a great job. Yeah. Um, but a lot of referees, British ones, would have gone nah, 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 and just <laughs> waved it and just waved it. Um, so anyway, we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, next, uh, we've actually already kind of spoke about it. Was Canelo and Jacobs has been announced for? So it's for the WBC, WBA, IBF middleweight titles, Cinco yeah. de Mayo weekend. Isn't it the ring belt as well? Or is it yeah, up and he moved up? Canelo's the ring champion, lineal champion. Yeah. It's a most of the middleweight division. Yeah, apart from what Andrade has. Uh, what um, Andrade has, yeah. So, I mean, I've long spoke, I've spoken about Jacobs, you have as well. Yeah. Uh, since the Triple G fight, he's just been treading water. Yeah. He's been living off that fight that, you know, maybe he should have won it. But I just, this is another fight that I'm happy to see because it maybe gets rid of the myth of Jacobs and we can kind of move on. Um, Hearn saw signing Jacobs as a, as a massive coup. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, he nearly beat Triple G. Well, he should have beaten Triple G. And, you know, he's had his comeback from, was it Life Threatening or something? Yeah, the tumor yeah, of some sort. Spine, yeah. yeah, so, you know, something like the comeback kid. So he's got a story and he's got the Triple G fight. However, I think he has to, have, he has to, he has to put in a decent performance. Otherwise, it's just it's just a fight yeah, and win. Yeah. It's like the man in Ars used to live off the Koto fight for yeah. a lot of the time. White off the Joshua fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the fact that Joshua, had, the fact that Parker had him hurt like that, yeah. and Parker's not exactly a banger. Yeah, does ask a few questions. Yeah, the, the white gas like that. No, I think it's it's. I like I like the the Canelo's fighting Jacobs. I do like it because I'm a little bit over Canelo Triple G now. Yeah, I've they heard. fought twice. They were both pretty close fights. Golovkin arguably could have won both of them. Yeah. Canelo arguably could have, could have won one of them. It's just, and there's so much that went with it. All the hype and all the noise. and all, I just think, you know, I'm over this now. I don't want to see a third fight, really. Not right now, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I know Triple G's getting on. Triple G's just disappeared off the face of the earth, to be honest. Yeah, he has. He's completely disappeared. You'd think by now he'd have signed with somebody in terms of a TV network, yeah. and he hasn't. It's really gone really, really quiet with him. But yeah, I'm really pleased about this fight. Just, I think Canelo's going to stop him. 
I think he'll stop him. That's a big shout. Yeah, I think I think he stops him middle round, something like that. Uh, I think he'll just start. It's kind of like Rocky. I, and I almost think the Rocky Fielding fight was in preparation for that, fighting a taller fighter. Yeah. Someone with lots of body, naturally bigger. You know, obviously, Rocky Fielding's a much lower level than Danny Jacobs. But I think Danny Jacobs is, is on the way out. He didn't look great against Evanchenko. Mm. He didn't look great against Louis Arias. He's not looked great since, since you know, after since the Triple G fight. Yeah. And I just think this is great timing by Canelo. I think he, I think he wins. I think he stops him. I think he gets another belt. Yeah, I think so, I think so too. Um, yeah, then I guess after that is Charlo, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's probably the best fighter without a belt at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's been talk of Canelo wanted to fight him, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good fight. It's not, it's not the worst. Fight. It's a good fight, and uh, yeah, Degale Eubank for February twenty third for the vacant IBO super middleweight title. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, they've made, they've stuck the IBO belt in oh, there. Jesus, yeah. do you know what, Chris? It's a crappy belt, but Chris Eubank did more for that belt than any fighter ever has. Yeah. he took that thing to the club. Yeah. He took it to the fights. He slept with it. Everything. You know, he had it around his missus's neck when he was sorting her out, like <laughs> everything. Like he did, he proper put that belt over, and so I can't hate on him. Yeah, it is for that belt. All I wanted, I wanted to ask you, T. Did you see any of the interviews or the press conference or anything with James DeGale? I saw the initial one. Yeah. Did you think James DeGale sounded punchy, or you, just a little bit? You and Alex said this. I don't know. It's one of those things where. When you when 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 I watch a boxing press conference, I, I don't think in those terms. I just right. kind of hear what he's saying, and he always did seem a bit. He's not the most articulate person. I mean, boxers yeah. not like he's never been articulate, but it's not someone who was very erudite and flowing in the way he spoke. Right. But I didn't watch it since you've said it. I didn't watch it again to kind of verify right. what you said. But more than one person said it. I saw a couple of people on Twitter saying he sounds a bit punchy, and given his fight style, goes life and death with a lot of people. Had a lot of wars. It wouldn't be surprising yeah. if he was getting to that point now. Yeah. No, it's, 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 yeah, it, it, he did, he didn't sound right to me. And I didn't watch loads of the press conference. I just saw that it was happening, quickly stuck it on my phone to watch it. And it was him being interviewed uh, by, by the guy from ITV. Um, and I just thought, it was just instantly, it was yeah. just instantly, I was just like, oh, James doesn't sound right. He doesn't sound right. A little bit slurry yeah. is probably the correct way to word. Just not, not really right to me, um, which is sounds actually quite sick, but it's almost a leveler in this fight yeah. because De Gale is levels above Eubank in terms of skill. He's won an Olympic gold medal, he's won a world yeah. title, he's boxed, you know, Groves, Boutte, he's boxed lots of, you know, Badu Jack, loads of quality fighters. Whereas Chris Eubank's, you know, best win is, you know, Arthur, you know, really old Arthur Abraham. Yeah. But, James Gale's had a lot of hard fights and it's kind of a leveller in this one. We'll probably do a podcast. We'll probably watch it here and do a podcast. I think that's probably the plan, isn't yeah. it? Um, just, we'll probably preview it at the time, but right now, who would you pick right now? I think De Gale's fresher. So not De Gale, so Eubank Jr. is fresher. So yeah. I'd have to go with him, but we don't know what De Gale's got left. Maybe De Gale just um, does a 120-108 points victory or maybe Eubank Jr. does... does you know, just can't maybe the girl can't keep Eubank Jr. off him. Yeah, um, he saw the blueprint with what George Groves done. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll follow that, but I've got to go with Eubank Jr. at the moment. Yeah, I would. Yeah, when I first when it was first announced, I fancied Eubank Jr. Um, I think it'll be close. I think the girl would probably get off to an early lead. 
Um, but he always tires. He always sits on the ropes. Yeah. And if he sits on the ropes against Eubank, he's just going to take shots. That's a problem because Eubank's kind of a high volume puncher as yeah. well. And if you're going to have that style against him, then it's just not really going to going to get it done. But is Selby on that card or not? Uh, Lee Selby. Yeah, I thought he was meant to be on that card. I believe so. I think he's moving up to lightweight. Yeah. He's moving up two divisions. He's moving up to yeah. lightweight. Yeah. Um, Pox and Sports are putting on the on the card. Yeah. And I think, I think yeah, Lee Selby's on that. Um, uh, yeah. And also, actually, I've just popped in my head, Lucas Brown's fighting Dave Allen. Oh, God, yeah. But, but they've not the announced... They've, they've said April, but they've not said... If it's what a show? I think yeah, because they're trying to sort out that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually all right. You know, that's not a bad little fight. It is interesting. I think Lucas Brown is kind of um, split ties with Ricky Hatton. Yeah, and there was issues of that all, all all along. So maybe we'll see a more focused Lucas Brown. Yeah, and they'll be wanting to make amends after that absolute battle they took against Stillian White. Yeah, um, Dave Allen. Had a, he's had a couple of fights since he knocked out Webb, hasn't he? Yeah, so, he's had. I think he's had one fight. Yeah, so. I don't know, that would be a good sell. I mean, that would be great to have an undercard, you know. I mean, even if the AJ fight doesn't happen, yeah. it would still be a good fight. It would still be interesting. Um, yeah. You kind of feel like Dave Allen wants that kind of one big win. Yeah. Because you, you can see, like, for him, like, boxing's not forever for him. He, yeah. You know, he, he wants, like, to make a lot of money and then bounce kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think Lucas Brown, he's kind of called Lucas Brown's name for a while. Lucas Brown's in his 40s now, so... Yeah. It's it's a good fight for Dave Allen, uh, but Lucas Brown can bang. Yeah, he can. And Dave Allen's, you know, can be hurt. And yeah, it's a tiny little fight. And hopefully, you know, if it is Joshua and White at Wembley Stadium, then yeah, it's a good undercard fight for that. Yeah, I hope he's in. I hope um, Lucas Brown's in shape because he looked an absolute mess against Dillian White. So if he comes in in shape and focused, it will be a good fight. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good fight. Um, I suppose we should talk about George. Yeah, fuck you, Alex. He's rubbish. <laughs> Glad he's fucking retired. <laughs> Duck into the girl rematch. Yeah, that was that was the reason. He knew that the girl was coming for him. Yeah, and he just thought that's it. I can't do this. Oh. I mean, it, to be fair, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, because um, I just think people expected him to fight on. Yeah, he just kind of felt like there's unfinished business there. But you know, he read the statement. It was fairly classy in in, yeah. in what he said. Um, and obviously, the elephant in the room is that he left out Adam Booth. Yeah, but. But no, I mean, you can't blame him. He's had a good career. He achieved his dream, which was to win the world title. He's definitely good enough to have won it sooner. So, so yeah. Yeah, he has had a good career. He's fought lots of good people. You know, Carl Foch a couple of times. But do Jack. James DeGale beat James DeGale handily. No, uh, split decision. <laughs> split fucking decision. <laughs> I thought George beat him on the night. Um, but uh, he's had a good career. I think, you know, history will probably remember him around the... Eubank Ben kind of level, really. You, know? you think so? Yeah, I think wow. so. I think so. You know, if you think about it, he's had the he's got similar things. He's got world title rivalry, good domestic rivalry at a world level, and a box in America and box abroad. I think he's very similar. He may not have that kind of mainstream appeal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the trilogy, you know, but I think in terms of level, I think he's probably at that Eubank kind of Ben kind of level, really. Uh, I actually bumped into Groves outside my place of business, yeah. uh, like in, in Hammersmith, outside of work. And, uh, you know, I obviously just go into fan mode and I just start throwing questions at him. And it wasn't a huge surprise to me that he retired because I said, oh, are you going to come back? And, he, and you could just see, just, just when I was talking when I was talking to him, I, could, I noticed after I'd asked him a couple of things, 
he just weren't really in it. Yeah. So in the end, I just said, "You enjoy your family, mate. You just enjoy your family." Yeah, yeah. And he could see, like he appreciated that, and he was like, "Oh, what's your name? What's your name?" And all that, and yeah. you know, show handshake. He was super nice. He was super nice. But you could so when he did retire, that wasn't a massive surprise considering the brief conversation I'd had with him the other day. Um, but yeah, best of luck to him. Best of luck. one of my favorite favorite British fighters. You left out Fitzpatrick as well. Yeah, I don't. The Adam Booth thing, I don't really. That doesn't mean because you know they actually went to court over it. It yeah. got really personal. I Adam, didn't know that. Yeah, it went to court, and Adam Booth won like forty percent of his purse like the next two, three fights. So that's really deeply personal. So I could totally understand why he never mentioned Booth. Fitzpatrick didn't do anything wrong. I don't think to him. He just no. wasn't good enough. He just no, he wasn't. wasn't wasn't good enough to train him really. But do you know what? It's his it's his statement. I'm sure he thought about it. He's an articulate guy. He's an intelligent guy. He knew what he was doing, and I'm not going to knock him for leaving out Paddy Fitzpatrick, to be honest. No, I'm not knocking him either. What do you make of the Fox thing on Twitter? Oh, <laughs> you know. Oh, God. Yeah, a solid world champion. It's like, oh, my God, just patronise him a little bit more, Carl. It's, oh, he's such a bad end, isn't he? When, uh, Alex was talking the other day about that first fight and uh, the first Frotch Groves fight and he said I've never hated anyone more <laughs> and I felt exactly the same that night I was up until I remember I was up until three in the morning tweeting because he's just Carl he's, Frotch he's just got this way of speaking it's his delivery and he's just bloody patronising he's really patronising he's very bitter very patronising and then after that Andre Ward's dived in yeah uh, and they've had a little back and forth just yeah. to remind us what what was what were they were saying on that well I think Andre Ward said Fox stuck the rematch yeah and yeah. Fox says no you just you don't sell anything you don't sell any fights or anything yeah, and Waters, no, I know you ducked the rematch. Yeah, he just doubled, tripled down. Like, no, you ducked the rematch. Is that because yeah, right? he said, um, he said, you know, he's just such a hater. You know, the guy was obviously a good fighter, and and yeah, Fox. I think Fox rewrote the tweet, didn't he? Yeah. After. Yeah. Oh. It is odd. It is odd on Fox's part because you won, mate. You won exactly. You beat him twice. You shouldn't talk him down. You should t- talk him up because if you say really good quality fighter, people that's you know, probably his best win. Exactly. It's like him or the second Kessler fight, but Kessler was kind of on the way down. Yeah. Um, or the Abraham win. But it was, it was, yeah, it's like, talk him up. Don't talk him down because then you're talking down your own win. That exactly. doesn't make any sense. But p- boxers do that a lot. They, they're strange like that. They they talk down people that are actually good fighters and that they should, you know, build yourself up, you know. And so, yeah, he had to rewrite that tweet, really, because he just came across really badly. Um, it's just bitter, I think. It's just ironic that after the years of chasing Kawasaki, I think he beat some can and then called out Kawasaki when mm. Kawasaki was out fighting in Vegas. Yep. And, oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, I guess the top British um, super middles would be Kawasaki, then Fotch, wouldn't it? Yeah. And third place, would it be you, Pank? Difficult to say. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. If Callum Smith keeps winning. Yeah. Because they're talking about Callum Smith versus Triple G. They they should make that fight. I'd love to see that fight. Yeah, imagine if Callum Smith won. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be big. That would be big. Uh, I'd lo- really like to see that fight because Triple G's got the power. Yeah. He's got the power to hurt pretty much any super middleweight, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and I, you want to see Callum Smith do something now, really. He's won the WBSS. He's beat Groves. You've re- he's retired Groves, you could say. Yeah. All right, go on then. Go and do it now. Go on, go and unify. Go do something. Because Super Middleweight is not a great division. He's yeah. good enough to unify. I'd like to see, I really would, I'd like to see Callum Smith go and do something now. Yeah, I mean, there's talk of, I mean, Bivol's kind of half-called him out. 
Yeah. Because people always come down from from like heavy. That would be yeah. a good fight, but. Yeah. Triple G would be enormous. Yeah, that's that's because he's known over here now. He's a, he's known anyway. He's a yeah. big big star, but he's obviously known because of the Kell Brook fight. Bivol, if he's gonna fight Bivol, I'd rather see him fight him like Evie. Yeah. Because it's that kind of Andre Ward, um, Chad Dawson kind of situation. Yeah. Where Andre Ward beats Chad Dawson, but it meant nothing because Chad Dawson was weight drained. Yeah, but Bivol's calling it on though. Yeah, he's calling it on. So like Chad means... Dawson did the same thing. But just because they're doing it doesn't make make it a sensible decision. Well, that's no. kind of my point. No, I, I, no, I see what you mean. I mean, Chad Dawson is amazing. It's just sad that... I love Chad. Bad it's Chad. A, it's sad what's happened to him. And yeah. after the Stevenson fight. Speaking of Stevenson, he's um, showing signs of life he's now, like, talking he? now. He's talking yeah. in three languages. It's like, amazing. He's saying stuff in like three languages. They said that he's like paralysed on the left side of his body. Yeah. But it's early days. Yeah. And hopefully he makes, you know, a, a fuller, reco- fuller recovery as possible already. But he's making really good progress, you know. Things like that happen, you always think the worst. You always think that, you know, they're going to die or they're going to be, you know, in a, you know, uh, in a Gerald McLennan type situation. Yeah. But it sounds like all positive so far. So, yeah. Yeah, Get I well. mean, you know, it's a controversial character, but, you know, that's the sport of boxing. You know, yeah. they're littered of them. Yeah, that's yeah. it. There's not many angels in boxing. No. You know. Um, Actually, oh, and uh, this weekend is uh, another angel, uh, Sergei Kovalev. Uh, is this weekend? It's this weekend. Uh, yeah, Sergei Kovalev. Alvarez. Against Alida Alvarez. Rematch. I mix up Alvarez and Pereira all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rematch against Alvarez. I've actually already done the prediction league for it already. Uh, already scheduled the post for it. Uh, so that's why I remember. Um, so yeah, that's this weekend as well. You think Alvarez does him again? Yeah, you'd have to, say, you'd have to think he does. I don't know what. It's difficult to say what Kovalev's got left once again. Um, yeah. I think the second um, Ward defeat took a bit of his soul. And the fact that Kovalev looked indestructible and he got got knocked out, didn't he? Yeah, knocked you know, out, yeah. Come on. He was winning that fight, Kovalev. He was winning that fight, you know. And then Alvarez was doing okay. But in terms of rounds, Kovalev was winning that fight. And he just caught, got caught with a shot. And you could see it coming with... I, you could see it coming with Kovalev. After the second Ward fight, they matched him really soft. They yeah. matched him really soft coming back. He didn't face any punches. He's clearly distracted outside of the ring. He's just been charged with um, yeah. some sort of domestic battery or yeah. you know, assault. It was assault, wasn't it, in a, yeah. in a nightclub? Um, and, you know, he's clearly distracted. He's changed trainers. Now with Buddy McGurr, he's changed trainer a couple of times. Uh, yeah, he's going to lose again. I think Alvarez is going to, I think he's probably going to stop him again. It's an interesting division, I think. Vodzic, one of the best divisions in the sport. Yeah, Vodzic's got a fight on March 30th. I don't know if they've announced the opponent yet. No, so yeah, yeah. And obviously you got Bivol there as yep. well. So yep. yeah, it should be a good. I mean, you know, it's it's just contrast to the welterweight welterweight division in that everyone can fight everyone. There's no red tape. Yeah, and that's what makes it so interesting. I mean, I guess it's similar in cruiserweight in that you know there's no promotional issues and WBSS could have happened could happen and. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what you really want to see—the best fight and the best. Yeah, no, you do really. I think it's, uh, I think Baturbiev's fighting Joe Smith Junior. as well. Yeah, that should be a good fight actually. Um, I think Rock'em Sock'em but, Robots. Yeah, Baturbiev had a bit of vulnerability against um, Callum Johnson when he, when he got knocked down. So I'm not saying Smith beats him, but he can be hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good fight. It's a good. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. You'd think you'd fancy Baturbiev. Yeah, I mean he's 34 now, though, and he's been very inactive, so he needs to kind of get the fights under his belt. Yeah. He does, he does. Uh, quick bit of news that came out today was Tank Davis and the uh, Abner Maris fight is off. 
Um, that's in a couple of weeks. Uh, I, for one, am quite glad that that's off now because I don't know what Tank Lewis is doing fighting a featherweight, basically a guy a division smaller than him. Uh, and he's fighting a guy called Hugo Ruiz as the late replacements come in. He's got an elbow injury or something. So, yeah. well, I just want to, I just want to see him fight again. You know, I just want to see him active. Um, yeah, you know, Tank, you know, Tank Davis is a very exciting fighter, um, a quality fighter. You know, he's just had a, he's had a very bad year. He's been trying to call out um, Lomachenko for a while. Um, people are laughing it off, but you, know, you got to aim high, haven't you? Mm. Um, I mean, does he be, does he be Lomachenko? Probably not, but. He's he's in his prime, yeah. And it's been a while since Lemachenko's beaten someone in their prime. If I'm if I'm being honest, someone yeah. good in their prime. Um, you now people talk about the Nicholas Waters fight, but Walker had Waters hadn't fought for a year. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it'd be, no, I agree. Yeah. I think in 2019, Lemachenko, I think he's getting a bit bored. You know, I think yeah. everybody feels that he needs a bit of a challenge because he's fighting he's fighting these guys who he should be beating, and yeah. he's just like, well. Well, yeah. no, I mean, you know, he got his um, compatriot, Usyk, who's Clear won his WBSS, and he fought Bellew, and he's got all these challenges ahead of him. Yeah. But Lomachenko's almost a victim of his own success. Um, Garcia's fucked off to two divisions up to fight Spence. Yeah. Will Garcia be the same again after that to fight Lomachenko in the future? Yeah. I think that's the big shame with that fight, really, is that... That's what, that's what, that's what I'm so upset about it. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I agree. It's kind of put a dampener on the... On the potential of Lomachenko against Mikey Garcia now because if as we expect Errol Spence to beat him it just takes the shine off of it doesn't it it's, it's just not goods. the same fight uh, and then even if he say was to beat Spence he's not going to go back down to lightweight exactly. Lomachenko is at his ceiling at lightweight he can't go up any higher now really maybe 140 at a push yeah you know it's just they'd have to probably meet at 140 I don't see it might be 138 yeah, something weird. Some catchweight shit, but... Yeah. But, yeah, no, no, I don't know. I think, you know, I mean, obviously, the start of a new year. Um, what do you? What are your hopes for for 2019? Kind of like sprung that on you. Right. I mean, you know, the heavyweight division is a bit of a bit of a clusterfuck. We're not yeah. going to see the fights we want to see this year. Yeah. Um, well, you've got, you got two WBSS competitions I should finish this year. Uh, yeah. What is it? Super... Fl- I always get the weight. Super me. lightweight and, and Bantam. Uh, obviously, yeah, I want to see a new A win that tournament you hope he does yeah first of all knockouts all the way (laughs) yeah taking the words out of my mouth I hope he knocks everyone out within 60 seconds yeah and then goes up to Super Bantam and wins every belt I want him to just go up as high as he can I think if he hit Joshua on the chin he'd knock him out I reckon so too he's just yeah I want to see a new A clear up you know a couple of divisions I want to see uh, I want to see the super lightweight tournament kind of uh, go off without a hitch i.e. Progray against Taylor in the final yeah and it'd be absolute war, and for Progre to win handily. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. <laughs> um, I think Taylor beats him, though. I'm done yeah, with... I think Taylor probably... Yeah, He's I think a bit more fav- schooled. Yeah, Taylor's probably the favourite. I think location would, would be a, play a big part in that. Yeah, Because he's be always fighting in Glasgow, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like to see that go off without a hitch. I'd like uh, Furman to beat Pacquiao, and for Pacquiao and Mayweather to go away. Yeah. To leave the sport for these young guys that are really doing it right they're now. just casting a bit of a shadow over it, aren't they yeah I just want them both to go away great fighters love watching them both you know enjoyed very much arguing with Pacquiao fans on Reddit and yeah. whatever over the years and the Guardian forum and all that sort of stuff but it's done you know they've had their fight maybe over one handily they're both great fighters just go away 
go away now. You're in your 40s. Go away, the pair of you. Um, so, yeah, for those two to go away and for the light heavyweight division to be unified, I'd say. That'd be great. I mean, I guess you've got light middle division we've not talked about. Yeah. Um, Charlo got beat, so that kind of puts oh, yeah. a cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah. Right there, they'll so. probably have a rematch. Yeah, I think they'll have to. And then they got this Mungia guy just kind of yeah. wiping people out. Didn't yeah. he fight over the weekend? He fought, and I was literally watching it before, you, before fought, you got here. He fought in yeah. Nui, he's yeah. a scary... He's not related to um, to the bantamweight, yeah, yeah. but he's a scary-looking guy. Did you see they had a face-off before Houston Rockets basketball game, and they were almost going to fight each other Yo, on the court. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Sergio Mora they tweeted were, it. That was some WWE stuff. That was, clearly. That was not... They were, they were not good actors at all. They were right. not very good at pretending. Someone should have just stuck a left-hander in there and just to, <laughs> just to make it look real, because it was not good acting at all. But no, I was watching. I was literally just watching it just before you walked in, just so I could yeah. catch myself up on stuff. And uh, that guy was a scary guy. Anyway, he didn't. He lost the fight. Munguia won handily. I th- a little bit too wide on the cards by all accounts. But yeah, no, Munguia he's a lump, and he? he's massive. He's it a really massive is. like middleweight. Same as Herd. Massive. They should just fight each other, man. Oh my god, they should. They'd have to fight a heavyweight. They'd no, no rehydration caused. Yeah. Just- just the bulk they both up. weighed 200 pounds <laughs> by the time god by the time they got in the ring yeah have the weigh in a week before the fight <laughs> <laughs> that has to happen one day so, <laughs> I reckon Mayweather will probably get away with that because the amount of money he makes yeah, yeah. he would yeah he, if he just yeah, <laughs> weigh in the week before the fight and then they'll just write a new clause so yeah the, the day of the fight got to weigh in and if you're above you this then <laughs> yeah 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 because Mayweather wouldn't get any higher than like 150 <laughs> exactly and then Pacquiao would probably be 165 by then and he'd be fined like 12 million dollars or something oh my god yeah that's what I want to see yeah 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 I think one thing I'd like to see in this year in boxing is to get rid of the 24 hour weigh-ins and make it one week weigh-ins yeah I agree with that one week <laughs> one week no rehydration clause just have it I agree could not agree more yeah uh, let me just quickly just update you people on the prediction leagues I did the table today uh, the goose the former champion uh, Hus underscore THFC is back at the top bloody hell my mortal enemy Chris Leakes is second oh. fuck I hate him I hate him so much <laughs> Uh, and I, what am I? I'm one. For, I'm fifth. You're just below me. One point below me. Sixth. There and Alex go. is like, wow, like well done. Alex there. is Leicester. It's Alex is Leicester. Hundred percent Leicester. Man. He's Blackburn. Like, yeah, he's just like tanked. He's completely tanked. No, he's like fucking. He's Sunderland. He is like Blackburn. Oh, Sunderland. Yeah. When he's <laughs> I've just with... finished watching that thing. Oh God, I got. Have you seen the news today? No. Someone's been done for grooming. <gasps> At Sunderland. Yeah. Oh my god, it's rife there, isn't so it? Adam Caesar, Johnson. Yeah, season two, mate. Oh my god. <laughs> gonna be a, yes. Gonna be in a non swinging prison. Yes, Adam Johnson getting yeah, an exclusive be... interview. Hot water and sugar thrown in their face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I want to see. I wanna see that's TV. That's where TV's going now. That's where it needs to be. Maybe the black milk kind of shit, you know, I mean like multiple choice. <laughs> yeah. Hot sugar, shanking. <laughs> <laughs> Snooker ball in the sock. Oh, oh yeah, the sock, yeah. Pool ball in the sock. Yeah. That's the that's the TV we want to see. Mr. Appen, it's got it, to happen. It does. I've had enough of all this scripted stuff now. I want to see real life nonsense getting bashed up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that's as good as the note to end on as any. We're not gonna talk about Reddit. Uh, kind of want what? Which boxer do you think's got the weirdest? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. What boxer do you think's got the weirdest fetish? So yesterday, me and T were, we were on Reddit, and uh, I messaged him this thread, and it was, "What's the worst fetish that's been put on you at the last minute?" And there was some buttes in there. So many dogs, though. Oh my god! People wanting wanting their partner to have 
relations with their dog. That's like wanting to watch their woman have sex with the dog. Oh, dear me. The one that stuck in my head was the balloons. Six foot balloon. Oh, God, yeah. The mate, he had a six foot balloon that he blew up and and he wanted to have sex on, on the balloon. But she was still with him. Yeah. She was like, yeah, we just get, we whip the balloon out every now and again, blow it up, and then it's just, it must be the noise. It must be. And the feel of the latex. He must love this, the latex, or it must be the noise. I think the one which really freaked me out the most (laughs) (laughs) was when um, he's, he's, so he's obviously having sex with his missus. Yeah. And he's shagging her, and all of a sudden, he just screams out, say you're 12, (laughs) say you're 12. And he, said it, and he kept saying it until she said, I'm 12. And he came, so... <laughs> he just finished instantly. I was just like, fuck me. The thing is, that's actually quite tragic. I mean, you know, I mean... Uh, yeah, because that means he's got some real... Yeah. yeah. And I but think you know he... what? At least he's doing it on a, on a grown-up woman. Yeah. That's all it makes you, just makes you wonder. That's like the first yeah. snowflake of an avalanche. Yeah, yeah. You know, a, a lot of the things were, there were like... There were a few naughty people in there, a few yeah. people into bestiality, but... Yeah. Yeah, um, which boxer do I think? What boxer do you think is into balloons? Oh God, um, fuck! Maybe Eubank Junior. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say Eubank Senior. Yeah, maybe Eubank Senior. Yeah, I reckon. Um, I reckon maybe someone like Hector Camacho is probably into a bit of. Into, yeah. a bit, into a bit of I don't know. Do you know what I thought? I thought it meant a hot air balloon when you said. Then I kind of <laughs> realised no, no, actually. Ee- like on the banging on the balloon, squeaking against their titties. Like what the fuck? I've got a Google a six foot balloon now. Yeah, where would you get it? It's amazing. Dear me. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon Frankie Gavin's probably into some kind of chavy. I could, I could probably watch his chavy porn. Yeah, and and you know, then the female protagonist got up like a dogs. Yeah, I can put got up a teeth missing something yeah, like that. Yeah, Jeremy Carl porn. I reckon it's probably a subgenre of that. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Carl porn. Yeah. yeah. God no, I'm not no. I've never, I've never had a woman put anything like that on me. No, neither, neither. No. Boy, no. The worst thing that a woman said to me was, "Spit in my ass." I was just like, <laughs> I was like, you know, you're hot, you're hot, and you're sweating, and I'm like. Kind of get some fucking spit going. Your mouth's just dry. Yeah, your mouth's dry as fuck. And I was like, Got stage fright. Yeah, yeah. I managed to get a little bit of spit, but it was just, it was a poor effort. It just hung off your chin. Yeah, it was just a poor, yeah, it was, yeah, it was like Harry Kane just spat on myself. Blah, blah, blah. It was just shit. You are a terrible human being for saying that. Yeah. Uh, all right, we've reached the hour mark. We should probably go. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.